0: Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the conventions from last week and rhinos. Yeah, rhinos. Yeah, well, Republican in name only. What's going on there? Let's chat. Well, hello again, and thank you for listening to our podcast today. I am going to talk about what I think was probably one of the best conventions I've ever seen. Last week, the pandemic did not stop the Trump administration from putting on or a Trump campaign I should say not the administration the campaign from putting on the best one of the best conventions I've ever seen and I'm a huge fan of conventions by the way I I look forward to this I'm a political nerd as many of you know and I will say comparing it was like night and day comparing the Democratic convention to the Republican convention of course I'm an early bird so I think they should end at 10 uh, not go past eleven. Um, you know, once Hannity's off, it should it should be over. But listen, the Trump convention from day one to day four was amazing. They had a great. Uh, you know, back and forth between people giving speeches to Trump, uh, being with the average everyday American people and how he served them, to some of the greatest montages I've ever seen. And I'm a huge wrestling fan, and they do some great montages. Okay, I mean these montages were awesome. So if you didn't get to watch any of the conventions, don't waste your time with the Democrat convention. It was boring. I mean, I. I watched the Democratic convention. I tried. I really did. I tried. I tried to stay up to Michelle, and I was like, eh, Michelle Obama was the most exciting thing happening at their convention. I couldn't stay up. It was too boring. It was like an infomercial. I mean, you think about it. Hollywood ran their convention, and it sucked. But you looked at the Republican convention. It was night and day. Night and day. I will say this. This is an unpopular thought, but I will say it. Uh, I thought Donald went a little too long on Thursday night. I'm like, dude. And I will say this. I did fall asleep. I'm sorry, but I did fall asleep uh, as he was going on because he went for like 90 minutes and it wasn't the campaign rally 90 minutes where he's like making fun of Sleepy Joe and he's talking about how terrible Democrats are and he's talking about how he's going to help this Republican win and that one and and he's talking about his record. You know, Uh, it wasn't the exciting stuff. It, it, It did talk about uh, the the Trump doctrine, I would so say, to so so to speak, say it talked about what Trump has done and what he's planning to do. I mean, and that part was good, but it could have been a forty-minute or a thirty-minute for me, and I would have been just as happy. I also thought Ivanka went a little long, so I'm like, look, get it to twenty minutes. We'd already seen two hours of speeches. Uh But besides that, I would say every other night, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, you look at. The difference between the Democrats and Republicans, it was night and day. What I loved about the Republican convention this year is it did what the party platform is supposed to do. It tells you what issues the candidate is going to be fighting for. And this year, the Republicans didn't do a, a party platform because they decided we're going to let Trump's agenda be the platform. And that's what it really should be. And there was nothing in the agenda that went against what we believe as, as believers. There was nothing in the agenda that went against what we believe as Republicans. It was what we actually believe in. I mean, so we saw people get up there and talk about school choice and talk about the right to life with Abby Johnson. We, they talked about criminal justice reform. They talked about taxes. They talked about, um, you know, national security. Uh, they talked about law enforcement, criminal justice. Everything was discussed at the Republican convention. Democrat convention, what was it? Orange man bad. Orange man bad. That's what we've been hearing from the Democrats for the last four years. And this time they were joined by my rhino friends, Republicans in name only. By the way, this episode will be dedicated, the second part, to them uh, because they're the ones, when people think of the Republicans they hate, they can't name them, but I'm about to point them out to you. They're these guys. They are Republicans in name only. They're what I like to call a Democrat with a tax plan because they believe essentially what Democrats do, except for they think you should actually bounce the budget. They don't do it, but they at least believe it. And they believe that you should have a tax plan that makes sense. That actually could work in, in, in real life, not just in, in Bernie's world. But, hey, look, if you are a Democrat and you're trying to expand your tent, you are more than helping to take these rhinos off our hand. Take the, quote, unquote, Lincoln Republicans as well, which is a big farce, Lincoln Republicans. You look at that list and you say, oh, do they fight for uh, school choice? Do they fight for criminal justice reform? No, they're running a, they're running a platform against the president who did that, right? And were Republicans known for these things beforehand? No. And these are the guys who are running Republican tickets. So I want you to think about that. OK, so when people tell you, oh, well, these are nice Republicans. These are the people who are against Trump. These are the people who are so kind. They have all this, you know, accolades going with their character. Right. They always lean on their character. You ask them, what have they done? They ran the Republican Party for the last 30 years, and did they do any of the stuff that I'm talking about that you actually care about? Or no? Or did they talk about the 1%, which Democrats can't stand, allegedly, but yet they're all funded by, or did they stand for Democrat values with a tax plan? Did they lie to you? Have they lied to you? I voted for some of these people, and I'm going to tell you, yeah, they lied to us. They were good at lying, but once you realize someone lies to you, you don't keep supporting them. I'm going to ha- handle that on the other side of the shout-out. But the bottom line, folks, is these conventions really showed you what the parties are running on. Trump's running on promises made, promises kept. You want to see what Trump's done the last four years and outside of the media influence, just look at what his uh, what his results are. Go back and look at that convention because it was filled with average Americans. It made me think, look, this is what Mitt Romney's convention should have been in 2012. When Barack Obama said, you didn't build that. And, and, And Mitt Romney made his four day convention about we built that. And Rick Santorum's talked about this as well. What it should have been was uh, a business owner with their employees talking about what opportunity they have because of the American experience. That's what we saw this past week. We saw people who were given second chances through the First Step Act talk about their second chance. We've seen people who've given their lives after they've gone through crime and repented and come to know Jesus, they've given back and, and talked about how President Trump, had helped them give back to the community. We had people like Abby Johnson's former Planned Parenthood, uh, run, ran a Planned Parenthood, a former Planned Parenthood worker, talked about her ministry of getting those people out of working for Planned Parenthood and how she is pro life and how this is the most pro life administration in my lifetime. Promises made, promises kept, testimony after testimony after testimony. From average everyday citizens, and and the Democrats who came over who did testimony for the great things Trump has done, especially for the African American community, they weren't rhinos. They weren't people who were sort of Democrats. No, they were your local delegate, the most local of local, uh, leaders you could have. Is a, is a, is a state delegate to come over to say, hey, my party is messed up. My party tried to get rid of me the moment I told them. Look, they're messed up. And what did the other side have? Has been Republicans. Deciding, oh, I'm mad at the orange man. Yeah, you know why he's mad? Because he messed up their uni party. And that's what it was. It was the has-been Republicans and the Democrat establishment running the country for the last 40 years. That's Joe Biden, by the way. So if you like the things the way they were, where you believed, oh, uh, it's a lesser of two evils party. Well, yeah, it was. It was when rhinos were running it and Democrats because they're the exact same thing. There are no distinctions between them except one has a tax plan. And, and to be honest with you, some people, you really don't even care about that. So when we come back, we're going to talk about why are they rhino and why should that matter? I want to give a shout out to my friends at Open Nova Schools. This past weekend, they did a great job of a rally uh, to help open Nova Schools to talk about parents community members and teachers who are ready to go back to work to Open Nova Schools. So, check out the Open Nova Schools Facebook group. Uh if you need any encouragement, need to know what's going on, they are there for you. Um they are an awesome resource for anyone in Northern Virginia whose schools are closed. I mean, uh, virtually learning so please go to open nova schools facebook group and as always the facts pans and rants shared by me are totally my opinion and do not reflect the views of open nova schools so please send the positive feedback to them the negative feedback to me and now let's get back to the program and we're back so before we jump into why are they rhino and why should that matter, I do want to read a verse from Matthew chapter 5. And I will say part of this is uh, there was a Facebook discussion between me and a, and a, and a good friend about, I used the phrase, I was talking about the rhino Republicans and how they're just useless. They are useless in our party. Um, and I didn't mean it from a Genesis 1 perspective because I believe all people are creating the image of God. I meant it from a uh, Matthew 5 perspective. It says this, Matthew five thirteen. You are the light of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Now, of course, that is as believers. We're called to be Christians where we live, work, worship, and play. And that's the application of that. But the point I was making from that was, look, these people have been useless to our party. Not that they're they're, them and their humanity are useless, uh, but that they're useless Republicans. We don't need them in our party. We don't want them in our party. And Democrats, you're more than welcome to have them in your party. And so... I want to talk a little bit about why are they rhinos and, 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 and why should you care? Um, you know, they're rhinos, Republican in name only, because when they come to, to the thing that bothers me the most about these people is that when they campaign on something, they don't fulfill it. Unless it's part of the stupid tax plan. Right. Um, now, I want to give a couple examples. They will campaign. Strongly against a, a, a Democrat and then as you see with these Republicans, come out and endorse the Democrat, though those values haven't changed, right? Democrats are more left today than they were during Barack Obama's first term, or doing John Kerry's attempt to go against President Bush, right? So they don't leave it anything that we believe in as Christians, anything we believe in as Republicans, they're going to take the country to a worse place if you really believe in these values, obviously, right? And what are these guys doing? Oh, it's okay. No, no worries. I'm going to vote for this guy. He's going to destroy the country, but I'd rather I do that because Trump's just so bad. No, Trump just showed them up and kicked them out of the party and showed us as Americans. No, you don't have to vote for the unity party. And yes, you can get things done in less than three years. And some of these guys have been working there for 20 years and only got a stupid tax plan out of it. Right. So uh, I'll talk about a couple of them. And I voted for some of them. I voted for Sarah Palin and that other guy. Right? I wasn't excited to vote for John McCain when it was the first time. That's how I labeled it. Like I'm voting for Sarah Palin, the other guy. And people get on Sarah Palin, like, oh, I can't believe Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin was an amazing governor, had over 80% approval rating and gave money back to the people of Alaska. Sarah Palin was actually pro-life all the way. Not just pretend pro life, but real pro life in her personal life and her voting life. John McCain had to pick Sarah Palin because you know what? Conservatives like myself weren't gonna vote for Amnesty John McCain. You can be a war hero all you want, and he is. But it doesn't make him a great senator, which he was not. He didn't support strong building of a wall. He supported amnesty, and his pro-life record was shady at best. So when he decided to run for president, out of nowhere, he's pro-life. He picks one of the most pro-life people, the most pro-life person on the stage, by the way, Sarah Palin, a successful governor. And then you read, read Sarah Palin's book. I challenge you to do that. Because in Sarah Palin's book, she talks about how his campaign treated her. And how those same rhinos, by the way, are running the the Biden campaign. So I want you to think about that. They didn't protect a conservative warrior who actually stood up for her people in Alaska and actually had a pro-life record and an over 80% approval rating. No. They allowed the media to destroy her character. They allowed the media to make fun of conservatives while they were too worried about her overshadowing John McCain. Yeah, she overshadowed John McCain because John McCain was not a good candidate. He was terrible. Terrible candidate. Right. So that's a rhino. And and you know what? The proof in pudding. John McCain ran against Barack Obama was Barack Obama's number one thing, which he got accomplished, by the way. Hats off to him. Obamacare. Who is the one vote that saved Obamacare? Why did he do it? Because he hated Trump. You ask yourself, are these rhinos putting you first or are they putting themselves first? Now, we're about out of time. But when you look down that list, whether it's John Kasich, who decided, hey, I'm going to go to the convention, though I only won one state and I'm going to make it a contested convention, not because he believed he won or it was owed him, but because it's all about him. Look at John McCain. Look at Mitt Romney. Mr. I'm going to run with Trump during uh, my election in Utah. And then the first thing I'm going to do is try to get him out. I'm going to vote for impeachment, though there was no collusion, no corruption uh, when it came to uh, with Russia. We spent two years on this phony Russia hoax. Which we all knew was phony the day after the election, obviously, because it was the "quote unquote" insurance policy that Peter Stroke and his and his uh, lover were talking about via text message, right? I mean, these are things we all know, and the establishment of my party is like, oh well, we need to go through the process. Like, no, we don't need to. We don't need to be hanging out with with things we know to be lies, because they're trying to get a person out of power that the American people voted for, and this is the first time the establishment of both parties have tried that. They tried it first when Trump won by saying, hey, electors, you can be unfaithful. You don't have to vote for the president. Then after that, they lied to us, said Russia hacked the election. Then when Barack Obama came out and said, hey, look, that's not impossible. Then they said, oh, well, Trump colluded with Russia. It brought us on this two-year uh, waste of money time when we could have been preparing for COVID, but because it was the establishment and rhino Republicans who even entertained this nonsense to get us to this point. So yeah, they're useless. They're the same people who will vote for a pro-life bill when Barack Obama's in office. Then when they get in power and they have maybe 60 votes to do it, they go, oh, I'm sorry, there's a problem with the language. Wasn't problems with language last year when you sent to Obama's desk. Right? So, yeah, these people are useless to our party. And they're going to be the people who bring our party down. So, no, I don't want any rhinos in our party. And I'd be more than happy for you Democrats to take them. Because you know something, when Democrats have problem with people in their party, and this episode's gonna go a little long, and I'm sorry about that, but I'm a little fired up right now. When when Democrats have people in their party that they don't like even a vice presidential candidate, Joe Lieberman, they kicked him out. Right? So the person they ran for vice president in two thousand, they decided, hey, you're not progressive enough. You're not longer and you're no longer in our party. The interesting thing is Joe Lieberman won his campaign as an independent, so it might not have been a great idea. And they did let him caucus with them. But I want to point out something to you. When Democrats realize, hey, you no longer represent our values, they say goodbye. Republicans, why aren't we saying goodbye? You're not a Republican if you're not voting with the party platform. You're not a Republican if you're to vote that's saving Obamacare. You're not a Republican if you decide, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm getting all this intel, and I know this whole Russia thing is a hoax, but I'm still going to go for, oh, I don't know, maybe I can vote for occlusion. Yeah, you did that, you're out. You're out. And the whole uh, pass of like, well, I voted for obstruction. not I'm like, stop it. The whole thing was a farce. So it's all wrong. Why are these people still in our party? They don't represent our values. They lie to conservative voters when they, have, when they try to get to our values. And they, they've never won in our lifetime. By the way, what moderate Republican has won the presidency since the last 40 years? The only exception you can make is George H.W. Bush. And he ran off the coattails of one of the most conservative presidents in our lifetime, Ronald Reagan. Right? So, no, we don't need the moderate Republicans. We don't want them. They're, they're useless in our party and they cause more problems than they do good. Democrats, you're welcome to have them. So, thank you for listening to this edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants. On the podcast next week, you're not going to miss it because we're going to talk about so, what are the Christian principles to voting? A lot of times you'll hear people say, oh, well, Christians can't vote for this person. Or they can't vote for that person or whatever it may be. But what are the true principles? We're going to dig through scriptures next week and hammer out what are the principles you should be looking for as a believer and what believers look for when they're voting. So uh, we'll look at the six principles next week. Uh, excited to share that with you. We've gone through it in our Bible study, and I look forward to sharing it with you on the podcast. In any event, we're out of time, and I will see you next week.